Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, it's already a rule. If you buy alcohol in the duty-free, you're not supposed to drink it on the plane. But some people do, and they become very drunk. Well, steps are now being taken whereby, at World Duty Free, you are going to have it sealed in a bag that you would need a tin opener to open. It's going to be incredibly difficult to open the bag, and it's illegal to interfere with the bag on the flight. So you'll drink it after you arrive at your destination, or you can give it to someone as a gift. But this getting sloshed on the plane may be a thing of the past. That's one way of describing it. Or is it simply the airlines wanting the full opportunity to sell you as much drink as they possibly can so as you don't get a chance to drink your cheaper duty-free? Let me speak to travel writer Tim Hedgley. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Tim, what are the rules and regulations at the moment? Well, it's it's quite difficult. I don't know that there's a legal obligation that says you cannot drink alcohol that you've purchased on a flight. I think I think it would be difficult to make it illegal unless the civil aviation have changed their rules that, that I'm not aware of. But there could be terms and conditions with the airline that say only alcohol purchased on the plane can be uh, taken on the plane, just like when you're in a restaurant, they ask you not to drink other people's alcohol. But I think it's a, I think it's a good idea because there's no doubt that a small minority of people are ruining flights for the vast majority of responsible travellers. And I, I saw the article yesterday in the newspaper, and I went and had a quick look on uh, YouTube just to see what sort of issues were being caused. And and I've seen it myself, and I fly fairly regularly. And it is extremely scary and very distressing when you see two grown men or two grown women fighting on a plane. Because you're caught or captured inside that plane, there is nowhere to escape. And it's very, very frightening. So I, I get exactly what the airlines are trying to do but i think the airlines have to be more responsible too they have to enforce the rule that you cannot board a flight whilst intoxicated and i've seen people going on to flights who are four sheets to the wind so i think both parties the airlines and the passengers have to act responsibly in this and the cynics would say this is just an attempt to make sure that you buy the alcohol on the plane rather than use your duty-free. Because it's 
a big marketing ploy for airlines. Even on the shortest of flights, they'll sell you a drink. They're obviously turning a good pound on that. They they make a small fortune, and because the, the flight prices are generally so low, they need to get the you know the most bang for their buck, uh, as it were, and they have to upsell in order to make those flights viable. You know, if they weren't able to sell anything on the flight, you know, a two-pound cup of coffee or a sandwich at three pounds or whatever, those flights would be a lot more expensive. So for people who don't drink, then a cheap flight is definitely a cheap flight. But I, I remember going on a very low-cost airline and they were selling double shots of vodka and gin and Bacardi and whiskey in plastic, you know, almost plastic pouches. Now... Probably that was good for the environment, but it was a very cheap way to sell alcohol. And they were selling lots of it. So the cynics out there would say, mm, is this really uh, to save the blushes and save fights on planes? Or is it to completely capture the market? You know, you could imagine a four-hour flight down to Tenerife. They could sell quite a bit of alcohol. Yeah, I'm not so sure it'd be good for the environment if it was in plastic pouches, but maybe they were in some sort of disposable or recyclable uh, pouch. However, the big issue is, without doubt, the big issue is this uh, whole idea of behaviour on the, the flight and the airline trying to make the money. Uh, duty-free is a worldwide success story. These bags are going to be almost impossible to open. You you would need scissors to, to open them and you obviously won't have scissors on the flight. Anyone who's seen to be trying to open the bags, you know, to be, you know, someone who's got a good pair of dentures trying to open them, uh, w- w- will they be forbidden from doing that? Well, I'd need to see the fine print, but I'm, uh, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I read the article, because I've done a law degree, the first thing that I start thinking about is the legal ramifications of this. And the European Convention on Human Rights, Article One, Protocol One, gives you the right to the peaceful enjoyment of your property. Now, with such a right enshrined in the ECHR, somebody purchases alcohol; it is their property. And they have the right to peacefully enjoy it. Now, the word peaceful uh, is a good one, but it really depends on the T's and C's. Somebody, for example, who is disabled, then if they have hand issues, then there will be a question under the Disability Discrimination Act, for example, how easy it is to open those bags. Because if somebody's got really poor motor skills with their hands, it may well, and I suggest may well, be unlawful to make the bag so difficult to open that a disabled person couldn't get it open. So the the lawyers will no doubt get involved with this situation and looking at all the potential problems before they introduce it rather than getting sued after they introduce it is certainly a good way to move forward. Absolutely. Tim, thank you very much indeed. Tim Hesley, travel writer. Okay, uh, have you had an experience on a plane recently where the drunk has totally spoiled your enjoyment flying from here to Spain or Spain to here or, or across the Atlantic or wherever? Maybe it's some agent on a local flight coming up from, you know, London. Uh, do let us know. 02890 105. 
Here's an interesting text. It starts with newsflash. Alcohol is not a requirement for survival. People will survive waiting at an airport during their flight and on arrival at the other side. It is not needed. People sitting getting drunk at half seven in the morning is not normal outside of airports. Why is it deemed appropriate in an airport? Too many people, including children, are subjected to mindless idiots who believe it's okay to get drunk while travelling as we as a society let them away with it. News flash over. <laughs> That's the way it's been sent to me. Um, do you agree with that person that alcohol should actually be banned on flights and people who are have been drinking uh, should not be allowed on? A bit like driving. There should be no flying and drinking. The same way there's no drinking and driving. So do you reckon that people who are going in an aeroplane should be teetotal for the flight and indeed in the lead up to the flight they shouldn't be drinking at all now I know some of you have said they're not flying the plane you know drivers drive the car however you are on board a very special piece of equipment and if you are leading to disruption on board there's no way you can stop and get out you know if you're a, a passenger in a car and you're drunk the driver can stop and say listen out you get that's where we. You can't do that in a plane. The plane has to divert to some particular place and 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 cost money to all and sundry, including the airline. So should we ban alcohol from flights? Full stop. This on the back of World Duty Free sealing the bags from now on, so as you will not be able to drink duty free on the plane. However, do the airlines need to play a ball as well and accept that they're going to have to stop the cash cow that is the selling of alcohol on the flight? Why is it that you need a drink on a, on a flight? Because that's one of the main questions that this news flasher has sent to us. Alcohol is not a requirement for survival. People will survive waiting at an airport during their flight and on arrival at the other side. It is not needed. So, you know, if, you, if you've got a fear of flying, can you not take a sedative? Can you not get a, a tablet from the doctor? Can you not... I, I can get those for the dog because he's afraid of, you know, travelling in the car. He takes a wee sedative and he just lies and sleeps and looks at me for a three-hour journey. So, um... You know, is is that a way? Is that a way around it, as opposed to getting a rat behind it, as the man says? Okay, oh two eight nine oh treble three one oh five. Do let us know uh, about your opinions on drinking on flights. Here's another text that says, or an email. I thought I would relate to you an example of drinking alcohol on an airline flight last week, flying from Berlin on a well-known airline. I noticed that a party of four Germans requested plastic cups from the flight attendant and proceeded to drink their own red wine and beers. The flight attendant was well aware of what they intended and even was heard to say it is illegal to drink one's own alcoholic drinks on the aircraft. Was this just a case of not wanting to offend incoming foreign visitors to our wee country? Um, I also noted that locals on the flight were more subtle about drinking their own duty-free beers by using the plastic cups they got with their first drink that they purchased from the trolley, says Aidan in Bangor. I suppose the Stuart or stewardess is between a rock and a hard place to some extent. You know, if you've got four big burly Germans and they're drinking their own beers and wines, you mightn't want to pick a fight with them or four big burlies from any other country, including Northern Ireland. So there is a, a possibility that the, the flight attendant can do very little once you're off and running. 
Or do we need, you know, air marshals to say, no, you'll be breathalyzed on the steps of that plane and you're not coming on? Would it make it a lot handier for those of us who'd be on, you know, a longer flight, a flight, you know, down to Spain or especially a flight across the ocean? So getting rid of alcohol, is it a step in the right direction or not? 028-90-33-105. I know you think Robert's an agent, but I think he's right here. He's got a point that he wants to make. Uh, go ahead, Robert. Uh, good morning, Frank. Frank, it's, it's great to be on the biggest show in the country again. Thank you, Frank. Uh, I would like to say this very clearly, Frank. Uh, it's uh, Airports, airports uh, should not be selling alcohol when people are boarding planes. You shouldn't be allowed to buy alcohol on the airplanes. And thirdly, more importantly... If you look a bit intoxicated uh, before you get on the plane, you should be breathalyzed. Because fully the line here, Frank, there's maybe two, three, four hundred people, thirty, forty thousand feet in the air, and somebody's intoxicated. You wouldn't, you, they could, you know, you just don't know what they're going to do. Start a row, maybe open the open the door, one of the doors of the plane, or well, there's so many different things can happen there, Frank. And for health and safety reasons, uh, you should not be allowed to have any form of alcohol on the. But it's the main. It's one of the main sources of income for airports and for airlines. The selling of alcohol. Well, Frankie, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna put uh, are you gonna put profit before people's lives? Are you having a laugh, Frank? Yeah, but how many people? All the airline disasters that have been down the years, how many have been caused by someone having a few drinks? I, I can't think of one that's been caused well, Frank, by a drunk really person. Uh, our, our disasters, you don't really know the circumstances. Look, look, look at the one went into the... Uh, yeah, but let's not we'll, not... we'll not analyse any particular air disaster. What I'm saying is it is rare to hear that people lost their lives as a result of drinking on an aeroplane. So your your reaction to it would be seen as an overreaction. Well, well Frank, how many, how, many, how many times have you heard a plane's been diverted, diverted due to uh, trouble on an aeroplane? Yeah, that is a very, that's, that's a more valid point. It is a nuisance, an absolute nuisance, that flights will be diverted because of drunken, rowdy behaviour on an aeroplane. Is it time to actually do what he's suggesting there, to breathalyse people, to ensure that they don't get on? Have you had an experience where you've been on a flight and you've thought, that bloke should not be on here? He is ruining it for everyone. Or that girl is a Oh, what a nuisance. Uh, do let us know. Good morning to you. Now, drinks on the plane, okay, acceptable, says Sonia in Belfast, but that's as much as there should be. People uh, have to remember it's a shared space for travelling. Good morning, uh, Sonia. Okay to sell drinks on the plane, but in moderate amounts. And uh, Frank, there are 10 of us fellows who travel regularly to various countries. When in the airport, we might have two or three pints, but once we're on board, we don't touch a drop. Uh, we usually sit at the back of the plane. And some of the cabin crews actually recognise us as regulars. We we travel so much. On one flight, there was a bit of a ruckus with a few boys who were well and truly oiled further up the plane. And they were harassing the crew. And even after the warnings, they kept at it to the point that we offered our assistance to the crew. And the crew knew us. And we were travelling with them uh, so often. So the next time there was hassle, we stood side by side with the crew member. 
and I can tell you that settled them down. On arrival, they were handed over to the police, says Big Ted, acting on behalf of airlines everywhere. Ted, uh, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to Galvin, who's shocked to hear that I do actually allow my dog in the car. Uh, Galvin, good morning. Great wee dog that I have. Um Frank, I've just flown back from London, indeed. I've just uh, flown back from uh, London last night. I bought a drink on the flight, just one, as many other people did. The flight was smooth and nobody was swinging from the overhead lockers, no problem at all. But the cost of the flight was £18.98 return. That's less than 20 quid return. That's a tenner each way. I have no problem paying for an odd drink to support this. I love travelling and seeing different places and the airlines are getting great at providing cheap travel. Yes, you don't have to drink if you don't want to. My girlfriend who's with me doesn't drink. I do agree that uh, those who have had too much shouldn't be allowed or shouldn't be allowed on a flight. Uh, as usual, there'll be a few stupid agents that spoil it for the rest of us, says Keith. Keith, how do you get those flights at a tenner each way to London? Do you sit up all night and wait for the sale to start? That's incredible. And this uh, texter, oh, uh, Kay, Kay, give me a ring, Kay. I, I want, uh, I'd like you to talk me through what you saw. I'll, I'll get back to you in a moment. Dear, oh dear, that's a prime example of the problems of having someone on the flight who isn't very good at drinking. Uh, do, do, do call me, Kay. I'll, re I'll read it out, surely, but I, I, I would love you to describe it. Uh, Kay was unable to come on because she's actually listening to the programme but working at the same time. However, here's the text that she sent us. Frank, I enjoy moderate drinking. I rarely drink before a flight, though, and there's a reason for this. I witnessed a young fella. He was so drunk that he... Oh, this is disgusting. He urinated outside the toilet, in the aisle, up against the door, in full view of everyone in the plane. He was too drunk to even know what he was doing. I would be happy to be breathalyzed before boarding, says Kay, to keep these drunken travellers off the flight, both men and women that cause mayhem. Very unpleasant to sit near them. You imagine being on that flight where a guy goes up to the toilet door and he doesn't even know that he hasn't gone in. He just pees up against the door. Like, how many police officers would you be expecting to be waiting for that bloke whenever you would touch down in Al Acante or wherever you're going to? Oh, that is disgusting. Kay, I'm so disappointed that you went through that experience. I'm sure the airline compensated everyone on board for it. Uh, did they? That's why I'd love to speak to you. Love to speak to you to see if you got full-blown compensation for an experience uh, like that. Oh, it's disgusting. And uh, Lloyd has a, a point that he's uh, making on the, the programme as well. Um, and this is in relation to alcohol going through the blood system. He says, very important message to perhaps convey to your listeners and explains a lot uh, about uh, about this and it's not widely known and it's beyond me why it isn't widely known when flying alcohol actually enters your blood system more readily and uh, the effects of the alcohol on your body travel more quickly than if you're on the ground uh, you don't get drunk per se but as the body isn't as ox as the blood isn't as oxygenated as it is at sea level, you get much more of a buzz as it hits you more quickly. Do you know? I've done off that scientific sense or not, Lloyd, but it sounds like as if it it should be. Um, so if you know if you're on the liquor way up there, you're going to be higher than you would normally be. But maybe that's understandable too because you are, if you know what I mean. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 